Is it a problem that penetration is not accessible, that that's painful? If that's not so much an issue, then how do we expand pleasure in different ways? We are a Western culture that prizes answers, prizes solutions, prizes that kind of very linear way of looking at, okay, here's where my problem starts and that's going to be where it ends. And it's much more complicated than that. I don't know anybody who was raised in a culture of sex positivity. All over the world, all different religions, there's some form of sex shame going on. We cannot escape it. Welcome to Wild and Sublime, a sexy spin on infotainment, no matter your preferences, orientation, or relationship style. Based on the popular live Chicago show, each week I'll chat about sex and relationships with citizens from the world of sex positivity. You'll hear meaningful conversation, dialogues that go deeper, and information that can help you become more free in your sexual expression. I'm sex educator Karen Yates. Today we talk about traumas big and small and how they lodge in the body and approaches we can take toward more pleasure. Keep listening. The main sponsor of this episode is Uber Lube. Have you ever wondered how to take lube easily on the road with you when all you've got is some large, janky, mashed up tube of some crap that the TSA is going to pull out in front of everyone? Well... UberLube, maker of premium silicone lubricant, has solved the problem for you. They have a very discreet travel set. Refillable cartridges live inside a sleek silver or black canister that looks very much like a small cologne bottle. Tuck it into your backpack or let it live unnoticed by others on your nightstand. Nice. Go to uberlube.com and enter code WILD, all caps, W-I-L-D, at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping in the U.S. The link is in the show notes. Hello, everyone. Today, we will be taking a bit of a look at trauma. But don't worry, it's not a super heavy episode. I say a bit of a look because with the following two segments... We'll be talking generally about the subject and helping orient folks to ideas about what trauma is exactly. You'll hear a Q&A as well as an interview with a somatic therapist complete with a really cool visualization. In future episodes, we will be diving in deeper about how trauma affects the body, specifically around pleasure. Before we get to our first segment, I wanted to read a really nice Facebook message from a listener named KJ that we got last week. KJ says, I've listened to and read so much in the realm of sexuality and sexual ed over the past few years in my self-training as an educator and was so tired of the same old, then stumbled across your podcast and holy shit, that's all caps, three exclamation points. Holy shit, I'm revitalized and filled with life connection and awe that I have been longing for. Really fantastic work. Thank you. I have to say, I got this message on a day when I was feeling pretty down and it just lifted me up. So thanks, KJ. I really appreciate it. And if you, gentle listener, want to comment on the podcast, you can leave a review or contact us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or at info at wildandsublime.com. So first up, a selection from our December Afterglow question and answer. The full version is available to our monthly members. You'll be hearing from somatic educator, body worker, and empowerment self-defense teacher, Diane Long, kinkster and relationship coach, Peter, aka Makes Things Happen, 
and psychotherapist Matthew Amador. Enjoy. So I would like to welcome Diane Long, Matthew Amador, and Peter. Welcome all. So today we have some questions from our Patreon subscribers. One person wrote, they did not sign it. There's a lot of talk about trauma now in the media. How do I know if trauma has affected me? I'm in my 30s, and then in parentheses, cis hetero female, and I don't have bad memories, but in the past couple of years, I see myself get shut down when I had sex with two former partners, not into penetration because of pain, feel like I'm not really present. Could this be trauma and what do I do about it? So there's a lot happening in this question, which I really appreciate. First of all, I think growing our awareness about how the body responds to stress is super helpful in general, right? So that a basic understanding of trauma, you know, like demands put on the system, I think of that as stress. And when the demand is over, the body kind of re returns to its baseline. And with trauma, even though the event's over, those things are still living in our systems. And so the understanding that we all have smaller traumas, little T traumas or big T traumas in our lives. And that's a natural part of life. But something about the traumatic experience of something that's too much or too fast, beyond our capacity to manage with the resources that we have at the moment, can leave us sometimes with stories that our bodies are holding and we don't necessarily even know the content. What I think is so exciting about somatic work or working directly with the body is we don't have to have specific details. We don't have to work specifically with the content of what happened. So this question of is it trauma? I think is, you know, for, for me, it would sort of be like, what's happening in your life now? What is it that you want to grow? Are there places where you feel limited or things that you'd like to, to experience more of? So less about is this trauma or what was the trauma and more about how's it impacting your life now? I think being able to have more awareness of how trauma plays out in the body helps us be more compassionate, less judgmental. I think it counters some of the isolation that happens for a lot of folks, particularly with with chronic pain or the things that we don't quite understand or relationship challenges. And, and I heard in that question too, you know, what do I do? And so I, I think already the person is describing just that noticing and sort of naming what's happening, the naming that I have tended to shut down in a past couple of relationships. And so that's sort of that process of bringing in more mindfulness to notice what's happening, to name it, to start to talk about it and to build more awareness of your own patterns I would say also bringing in more resources and curiosity about what works well, what has worked in the past, right? And what's working well in the relationship. It sounds like certain parts of sexuality maybe are not as desirable or as accessible, but are there other things that are working well? Helping somebody pay attention to positive sensations and experiences on purpose as a way to grow those, you know, sort of that, that neuroplasticity that was alluded to earlier. And then just a variety, I would come in with maybe a, that first question of what is it that you're wanting? What is it that you're wanting to grow? And from this question, it sounds like maybe the ability to be more present. And so, you know, some of the things I think about are slowing down, doing things that have a time limit, taking things off the table that, that maybe feel problematic or inaccessible, and really bringing in that spirit of experimentation and play. You know, I work a lot with exploring preferences in terms of pace and pressure and playing with different sensations as a way into choice. I like this more, I like this less. Finding words to talk about what feels good, starting to notice subtle shifts in our system so that we can actually get a sense of the fact that things can change. Around pain, I think it can be really hard to be with pain. Like 
a lot of us don't want to spend time in a place that's painful, especially if we feel like we don't have a lot of control over what's happening. So being able to slow down and have support and feel into qualities of pain and, and how that changes over time and being able to feel places that feel better so that we know that it's not stuck. It's not all one thing. So kind of growing these places of, of comfort and connection in real time. So that's just probably a starting place for that. That's great. And I, I really appreciated that you brought in the angle that this person is already noticing that there is a discomfort. That's you know really laudable. And I'm glad you pointed that out, that in the beginning stages of noticing, that's, that's really the most powerful point. It's like, I am noticing now that something is not, I'm not comfortable with something in my body when I experience intimacy. Yeah. If I can add on to that too, like, is it a problem that penetration is not accessible, that that's painful? Is that something that they want to work on for themselves or because of the relationship with partners? And then there's ways to do that. If that's not so much an issue, then how do we expand pleasure in different ways, right? And how do we expand presence in different ways? So really, you know, keep bringing it back to that person about what is it that they're wanting to grow. Yeah. Sure. Matthew and Peter, any thoughts? Yeah, I wanted to go back to the, the penetration being painful. You know, there's a lot of ways to enjoy sexual activity that does not involve penetration. I think thanks to the media, thanks to porn, people think that P and V is the only way to get things done or some combination of that. And the nice thing is once you're with a partner that you trust, you have feelings for, there's a connection, you can find many, many ways to find gratification that are just not based on biological parts. Yes, Matthew. Part of the question that I keep coming back to is being curious about, is this trauma? Could this be trauma? And yeah, possibly. It could also be anxiety. It could also be a lot of other things. And one thing that I would, I would hope for this person is that there would be space to maybe not start at the solution, but give themselves the luxury of space and time through exactly what Diane was talking about in terms of mindfulness, being aware of what's happening in, in their body at the present moment. It's really easy to see something and be like, okay, how could this be trauma? How can this be anxiety? How can I make this be the answer? And we are a Western culture that prizes answers, prizes solutions, prizes that kind of very linear way of looking at, okay, here's where my problem starts and that's going to be where it ends. And maybe this is that easy. I think actually the first show I was on of yours, Karen, I was talking about sexuality and how nuanced and complex can be in the body and how a lot of people think it's kind of like that Ariana Grande song where it's just very linear. It's very like, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Like that's just a very like clear focused way of like, okay, there we go. That's how desire works. And it's much more complicated than that. It doubles back on it. It can go back a couple spaces. It can go around and not collect 200 bucks. It really, really can be very, very complicated. So I would hope that there's space for them to continue to be uh, present with themselves and just notice what's happening in their body and be curious. Continue to be curious. For more info on Diane, Peter, and Matthew, go to our show notes. Did you enjoy the segment you just heard? If you become a member of our monthly members club, The Afterglow on Patreon, every month you will hear a full-length panel segment. For as little as $5 a month, you can ask anonymous questions that our rotating panel 
of sex experts will answer. Higher levels can watch live on Zoom and receive merch, be mentioned on the show, and attend monthly hangouts with me and your friends. We rely on Afterglow subscribers and one-time contributors to help us with the expenses of putting together this podcast. Consider joining. The link is in the show notes. Thank you. Wild and Sublime is also sponsored in part by our Sublime supporter, Chicago-based Full Color Life Therapy. Therapy for all of you at fullcolorlifetherapy.com. If you would like to be a Sublime supporter showcasing you and your business and supporting us at the same time, contact us at info at wildandsublime.com. And now for my interview from the July 2019 show at Constellation in Chicago with somatic psychotherapist and relationship coach, Elmo Painter. As I mentioned earlier, during the interview, Elmo incorporates a very cool visualization that you can enjoy. You're a somatic therapist. I'm a somatic sex educator. What does somatic mean? <laughs> somatic meaning of the body. Inside the body, feeling the body. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of body mindfulness, emotional mindfulness. I do a lot of trauma processing through movement and sensations in the body and using visualizations, impulses, and things of that nature to get people more out of their heads and into their bodies so that Stuff that's stuck in there can move through. Yeah, right. Because the body has a wisdom. A wisdom that's not about the wisdom of the mind. So what's the first thing you work on with clients? Or what do you do with clients when they first come to you and they want to get out of their heads during sex? What do you do? I teach sensual empowerment workshops. And when somebody comes to me and that's what they want to work on, we start kind of way back out of the bedroom and start thinking about things like, What does it feel like to be in water? What does it feel like in your body right now when you think about eating something really delicious that somebody that you love cooked for you? Like, what do you notice about yourself when you think of just putting your feet in in grass? You know, just like sensual things, using the five senses, thinking about things that they like to look at, things they like to listen to. And then from there, going into how do you like to be touched. A lot of times people don't know how they like to be touched. So that's kind of a new concept. Like, what do you mean? Touching just happens. So experimenting with light self-touch and then a little bit harder and kind of like, well, what do you feel like? What do you like better? So going way back, because most people, if they're needing some empowerment or some healing around that, I can't just be like, so you just tap into your inner sex divine being and they're like okay yeah i know what that is because most of us were not raised like that right super mildly yeah it's totally a a real small steps by small steps Mm -hmm. right so it sounds like the first thing you do is kind of you just orient them to just the idea of pleasure kind of across the board it's not necessarily sexual pleasure it's just like i like ice cream yeah and so you're like then well like why do you like or like what's going on there yeah and this idea of touch I'm realizing like what that might do for folks is see that they have choices around touch, understand that there's a whole menu. Mm-hmm. So you've worked with people with trauma. Yes. But that's not always about sexual trauma. Right. So let's unpack trauma for a second. Yeah. There's all kinds of relational traumas and smaller traumas and cultural traumas. Yeah, that, so cultural trauma. Like, yeah. So a person might come to you and be like, I, I had a great childhood. Nothing happened mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. 
I'm cool, but I can't get out of my head during sex. Right. So, like, what's this culture piece beyond oppression, a cultural oppression, which is everyone? So, specifically, like, the sexual culture piece. So, I don't know anybody who was raised in a culture of sex positivity. Like, all over the world, all different religions, there's some form of sex shame going on, and we all have... We cannot escape it. It just is in the world. You know, going back to that piece of connect to your inner sexual, like, divine being. And most people don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit of, like, proof that, right. that we all have, like, a how do I get in touch with me? And a lot of people just have a lot of autopilot going on. Like, well, it's just sex. We just go show up and you do the thing and then you're done. And then sex happened and that's it. And you're bitterly disappointed if it's not this magical thing. Because you just kind of like were two people colliding in a bed. And, you know, you were hoping for a good collision. But it was... It was a serious... It was subpar. It it was a fender bender and (laughs) someone got whiplash. But, like, no, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, we do. It's like it is a collision in a bed. And you're just hoping for the best, right? (laughs) Yeah, and that's where the empowerment piece comes in. Because when you can bring communication, when you can bring a little bit of, I know that I like this one thing. Right, just one thing. Just one thing. Yeah. Then you can get a little bit of what you were wanting coming into the situation. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if you identify one thing, then I'm positive you're going to identify another thing. Right? Yeah. Because you found at least one thing you dig. You work with, like, stones, right? Like, tumbled stones with people. I do. Talk about that. Okay, so I have a box of tumbled gemstones in my office. uh, All different colors, all different textures and stuff like that. And I have people choose the one they like the best and the one they like the least. And this helps people who don't have a whole lot of sense of their own boundaries to feel into, yeah, I like this one, or no, I don't like that one. That's when the somatic piece comes in of, so what do you notice in your body? Like, what kind of sensations? What do you notice about your breath? What do you notice about your muscle tension? What kind of bubbly, what we call activation? So the somatic piece, the body piece, the physiological sensation of anxiety, excitement, fear, anger, like this activation is what we generally call the physiology of that. So paying attention to that and and kind of like going back and forth and being like, oh, okay, I feel the, yeah, I like this more. And I feel the, I don't like that as much. And it's a really slight way to start practicing your authentic yes and your authentic no. And people basically can kind of take that same skill into their everyday life. Yeah. Like you walk into the bar and you're like, oh, what am I feeling here? Or why do I want this one thing versus Mm -hmm. this one thing? Or why do I like this one toilet paper better than this other toilet paper? (laughs) Yeah. No, not even the why, but just like Do you like the fluffy or the like the strong? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, okay. You had a visualization you wanted to do with the audience to help them out. So let's do it, let's do it. Do you guys want to do an experiment? (laughs) Oh yeah, you're you're frisky. I like it, like it. Okay, I'm going to stand up because I'm a cartoon and I need to be all... Cool. Wobbly. Okay, so right now, just feeling into your muscles, feeling into your skin. You can have your eyes open or closed, either way. Noticing the sounds in the room. And rather than reaching for the sounds, if it makes sense, allow the sounds to come to your ears. 
allow the vibrations to come to your ears. Take the effort out of listening and just allow receptivity. And check in with your breath. Check in with any emotional sensations that you're feeling. And just notice like how much access you have to those sensations. And if you don't have a whole lot of access, that's totally okay. Check in with what you do have access to. And now think about something that is one of your favorites, like your favorite place, your favorite food, your favorite piece of jewelry, your favorite museum, your favorite pair of shoes, favorite fetish. Like just think about like one of your absolute favorite things. And notice how those same sensations in your body respond. Notice how your muscles respond in your breath. And see if maybe you can tap into a tiny bit more awareness than you could at the beginning. Say maybe you notice your fingers this time. Maybe you notice your feet this time. Maybe you notice your back against the chair. And for the next part of this exercise, think of something that happened within the last two days, maybe the last two days, like 24 to 48 hours, that was irritating or irksome or just like, blah, like we're not, we're not working with any trauma right now or triggers. We're just like somebody cut you off in traffic or you just missed the bus or you stubbed your toe or, you know, your pet went potty on the floor or your human pet went potty on the floor or, you know, (laughs) something like that was just like, oh, just irksome is kind of what we're going for. So think of something like that. And now notice how your body responds. Notice your breath, your heartbeat, your muscles, your tension, any of those emotional sensations. And now go back to your favorite thing. Let all those feelings happen. Let all that change happen. If any, you might not notice a whole lot of difference. And if not, totally okay. There's no wrong answer. So then with that, that kind of yumminess that you have, thinking of your favorite, now bring some of that back to the irksome memory and just see what's different see if anything is different if it's more or less or if it's about the same how tolerable is it more or less the same
And now come back to your favorite thing and let that kind of wash any of the other stuff that came up. And allow yourselves to come back to the room. So that practice that we just did is called pendulation, where you think of something that's really resourcing and really like, ah, and allowing your body to respond and allowing your body to come to a sense of peace and a sense of yes, like putting your body in a safety, like safety and yes and comfort. And that allows for more activating work. So when I'm doing trauma work with somebody, we first, we go into comfort, we go into safety, we orient safety, we orient to the softness and calmness of something serene or something cute or something nice that happens so that that person can access the fact that they can have these nice feelings. And then it makes it safer to go into more activating stuff. So you just fell it into your authentic yes and some authentic no. Yeah, let's hear it. Give them a hand here. So that was that was really cool because I was I was feeling all groovy with my favorite thing, and then I thought about my computer issues, and my head got all like, eh. But then I moved the groovy thing into my computer issues, and suddenly I was like, hey, computer issues. I'm gonna I'm dancing with my laptop. Awesome. So, any final words about taking that out into the world? I have a couple of words about taking it into the bedroom. That's so, why we're here. Yeah. So, if you're having a hard time focusing or staying present during any kind of sensual play, whether it's sex or whether it's any kind of physical intimacy or kink intimacy or, you know, like sexting or, you know, however you're connecting intimately with your partner or partners, orienting to pleasure. Like, if your partner is touching one of your erogenous zones, or touching your arm a certain way, touching your low back a certain way, just feeling into the weight of them, feeling into the smell of them, feeling into who the person is, like sometimes just looking at their face and being like, this person can be really oriented because it's orienting back to safety. If you're like checking out, you can be like, I know this one. This person is a really good person and it feels really good to mm. be with them. So just like orienting to safety, orienting to pleasure. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Elmo Painter, everyone. For more info on Elmo Painter, go to our show notes. And thanks for listening. Next week, we talk with writer Meg Weber about her BDSM memoir and publisher Sienna St. Cyr about their press's consent-based erotica. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who might be interested in this episode, send it to them. Do you like what you heard? Then give us a nice review on your podcast app. You can follow us on social media at Wild and Sublime and sign up for newsletters at wildandsublime.com. I'd like to thank associate producer Julia Williams and design guru Jean-Francois Gervais. Theme music by David Ben Porat. This episode was edited by the Creative Imposter Studios. Our media sponsor is Rebellious Magazine, Feminist Media at rebelliousmagazine.com.